Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. This is Saint signing in. We got Q here. Q, how's your week going so far? Not bad. I can't complain. You know, sitting here watching the world of sports, watching players get COVID, watching the Lakers about to win the championship. So everything somewhat good <laughs> besides COVID. <laughs> Right. All right. Well, speaking of uh, players getting COVID, let's jump right into the NFL. Uh, big news for me, being a huge camp supporter, is uh, I think I forget what day it was actually, but he reported testing positive for COVID um, and didn't play in the game Sunday against the Chiefs. And in my opinion, they would have uh, the Chiefs might have lost that game. Probably a strong possibility they would have lost that game uh, with Cam under center versus whom they had under there. Uh, then, no later than that, uh, I think actually this morning, uh, it was reported that uh, Stefan Gilmore reported positive for uh, COVID. And there's a couple of videos of him hugging Patty Mahomes. And I feel like in the sense of like LeBron, like I talked about a couple of uh, weeks ago, if Patty gets it, that might be that thing that shuts everything down. Like, they just need to go ahead and let everything go. What do you feel about uh, these players starting to test? More players are testing positive, and what should we be doing at this point? Well, it was inevitable. Like, we called it. I knew, especially with football, um, just with the physical um, physicality of football and you're tackling players and players are actually going home. They're not in a bubble. They're not secured in one spot. I kind of figured that something like this was going to happen. And I do agree. Kansas City was looking a little rough, even though they did pull off the win. Um, their defense is suspect, but with the exception of uh, a couple players like Tyron Matthew and a couple players on their uh, defense, Different. Chris Jones, yeah, Chris Jones as well, but uh, you know it's it's, it's kind of like like you said, we already got Cam having it. Then you have some of the Tennessee Titan players having. I think it's one Oakland Raider that has COVID as well. It's getting to the point where how how much more do you want to deal with? And I think you're right by having Patrick Mahomes conduct the COVID nineteen virus if he contracts it, they are going to put a, a wrap or they're going to do something, maybe suspension for a minute until they might try to figure out some type of bubble. Although I don't know how you're going to bubble all these players at one spot. <laughs> Not a, unless you yeah. get an island or something. I don't know. Yeah, because it's 50 plus players per team that you're talking about. And that's not including coaches. Yeah, and that's what, 31 teams in the league? 31, 31, 32. Yeah, so, they're up there with the NFL with the number of teams so, now. So. It's it's crazy, man. I, honestly, even though when Cam got, I was a little shocked. Then they reported that he was asymptomatic. So pretty much that he didn't even have the symptoms. It was just there. Um, they're saying that he might be able to play, or I'm sorry, practice Thursday. But I'm just thinking, like, how many more players is going to get it before they shut this down? Great. No, I, I totally agree, man. It's it goes back to that whole thing of um, America really needing sports in this uh, time of what we're going through currently, which I personally don't think is a thing. I mean, I don't make the money to make the rules. Therefore, my my opinion doesn't matter all that much. Mm-hmm. But 
in big grand scheme of things, these guys playing these games, uh, the NBA players in the bubble, uh, MLB, I don't know if soccer's playing, uh, boxing, MMA, all of that stuff that's still going on. It's just kind of like, do we really need to have, do, do we really need to put these players at risk? And um, was having a conversation with uh, my older brother um, this this past weekend, and it was just, it was eye-opening to think that these players' lives and of course they have a choice whether or not to play but when you think about the idea of these players lives not meaning that much to owners or us for that matter um to pick up a basketball football or whatever the respective sport is to play for our entertainment when people are losing their lives left and right and you know it's there are older people that are you losing as well as um, those that are at risk, but there's still a risk. And even if it's a calculated risk, we're still talking about people putting themselves at risk as well as their children and other loved ones for what the soul of the game that is still going to be here when uh, we get this thing on the wraps. I just think that we're taking it entirely too far now at this point. Yeah. You know, the, one of the things I was thinking about, um, Redskins coach Ron Rivera. He's battling cancer. If he gets that's the football team, man. Ain't the Redskins? Oh, I'm sorry, no, it's Gabby PC. The Washington football. That's the Washington football team. Oh, yes, man, sir. They were too. Oh my god. <laughs> but with him battling cancer and having health issues, I mean, he, this is his first year in Washington. And I mean, if I'm him, I would be nervous. Like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I risking my life? You know, it's the love of the game. I mean, I just wouldn't put myself in that type of jeopardy if I have pre-existence. You know, symptoms of other diseases or, you know, battling cancer and things like that. Like, I I just wouldn't even risk it. It's just not worth it. Right. Is it that important to be out there for another year? And I mean, in some cases, you can argue that uh, if you really love something that much that you're willing to, uh, you're you're not, whatever the cost is uh, to do it, you're willing to do it. Some of the Jumping ship, totally. Some Olympic athletes, um, there was a study that goes out, that went out that spoke about uh, if Olympic athletes could take a supplement and it was them bashing uh, PEDs. But the gist of the story was if they could take something that would ensure them winning something that they love doing, but would kill them in 10 years, would they take it? And a good majority of those folks said, yeah, I'll take it if it means that I win. And I mean, you do have to be a special kind of person and not special in a bad way, but you have to have that kind of determination to be willing to make set sacrifices. And like I said, at the end of the day, these guys do have a choice whether or not they choose to play in in whatever respective sport that they have. It's just that I would have been a little bit more impressed if the guys that are making the money in headlines were the ones that spearheaded the, no, we need to stay away until we figure out what's going on with this virus and get it under wraps. LeBron would have said, there's no, uh, we're not doing, or I'm not coming back. I guarantee you that they wouldn't have pushed for a bubble. Brady, Brady, Patty Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, many of those guys, Russell Wilson would have said, hey, I'm not playing. Uh, And with the fanfare that's behind those guys, I'm sure that that would have 
discourage the NFL from coming back around to you. Right. But we didn't get that from those guys. Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm just hoping that they can kind of get a hold of a lot of this um, contagious, you know, people are just getting it like left and right, especially the Tennessee Titans. Um, right. I don't know if they have to, like I said, I don't know if they had to suspend the season for like a month and get some better protocols or something. I think they kind of just jumped into it and they hope for the best. Um, a lot, Just right. like a lot of Americans are doing right now. <laughs> but you got to be careful because it's going to take one time for one player to get really, really sick and it's going to be other people that are just going to start backing out of the season. I mean, hell, if we're being honest, if the president's got it, uh, <laughs> doggone it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then why not take that extra step or those extra precautions now? And he has, you know, top notch everything around him, state of the art, uh, what money, everything that money can buy uh, as far as help, security, and everything else. And it still reached out and touched him too. So that would, that should just, uh, reiterate how um, serious this matter is as far as the, the dangers of it, especially him being, what is he, 77 or something like that? So he's definitely at high risk. Yeah, uh, I agree. So, yeah, you know what I mean? But anyway, we're going to jump into that next topic here. I, I remember uh, Bill O'Brien taking a whole lot of heat for getting rid of D-Hop and I think they grabbed the running back instead that they were going to build the team around with Deshaun Watson. Lo and behold, them boys dropped four games and he went, he had to go. They said, hey, dog, <laughs> you ain't got to go home, but you can't coach his no own. Get his ass <laughs> out of here. <laughs> what was interesting is uh, now that I'm finding after, uh, I think he got fired earlier this week, but it's surfacing now that he had words with J.J. Watt. And it's like, oh, so all really? it had to do with J.J. had to get into him before um, it was time for him to go. Oh. <laughs> uh, I know that you were one of the people that were um, campaigning really hard for this man to lose his job. Yes. What do you think the Titans, ha- or not the Titans, the Texans are um, going to be able to do with uh, Romeo Cornell as the interim coach if we still have a season? Well, let's be honest. For the Houston Texans, this season is a wrap. They're 0-4. Deshaun Watson doesn't even have a lot of weapons. I mean, he has Kenny Stills, but... I mean, he still doesn't have the talent that he had with D-Hop. Um, he should have been fired after he made that trade to Arizona. Uh, they should have just said, nah, man. But it's just now that Romeo Correll is the coach, what's going to happen is it's going to be a lot of rebuilding. They got to get a lot of redirection. Uh, I expect them to play a lot harder. Um, they don't have that pressure of Bill O'Brien being the GM and coach on them anymore. That That is taking off of right. that pressure. And I think, you know, like I said, I'll be honest. Yeah, you don't want to see nobody lose a job. But at the same time, if you're at your job and you're making so many mistakes and you're just doing things out of spitefulness or just out of power and control, then it's, it's, you, you got gotta to go. go. And he was there. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, you know, he was up... He, I was looking at him maybe a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, he's kind of turning things around over there. But then when you didn't resign or he might have didn't resign or traded uh, Clowney, I was like, okay. Now they traded Clowney. Right. You, you didn't keep 
Tyron Matthew. <laughs> then you trade DeAndre Hopkins. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you really just trying to fail? So, good riddance. Um, you know, I, to me, and I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know. Bill, isn't Bill O'Brien part of that whole Bill Belichick camp and he's 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 part of that cancel he's automatically good is that i think that's what it is and i know he coached at penn state of course but um him and uh matt patricia y'all y'all gotta go dan quinn in atlanta all y'all need to go to the bar go chill y'all don't need to be coaching right now take a break come back hell even go to college and you can find you a good coaching job but i think it was time for the Texans to move on. They couldn't wait the whole season because they were going to go maybe 0-16 if they kept it up the way they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't that bad. No well, you know what? You're right. Compared to the uh, Detroit Lions and the uh, New York Giants and the Atlanta Falcons, they, nah, they weren't that bad. I mean, the Cowboys are worse. So the Cowboys should be 0-4. Yeah, we can we can go ahead and talk about them boys that can't stop nobody, nobody at all. It is uh, it's actually painful to watch as a, a football fan in general. I enjoy high scoring games, but on the other end, you're watching like dog, nobody's play. Why is he that open? Right. <laughs> Are you not gonna tackle him? Come on, man! And uh, I think the last two, no, the last three games that they've played. Uh, Dak has had to put together fourth quarter comebacks because they haven't uh, done what they're supposed to do for the first three on some Matt Stafford kind of stuff. Yeah. What do you think about your Cowboys out here, man? Because I know you a fan. Um, absolutely not. Um, not a Cowboys <laughs> fan. And I want to say this whole myth that they're America's team. When have they been America's team? With the 90s? The mid-90s when Tupac was and Biggie was beefing? Like, really? Like, they haven't <laughs> want anything since the mid 90s is I, t- I was like was telling you about a couple episodes ago besides Michigan fans I swear Dallas Cowboy fans are the most delusional fans I've ever met uh, I remember in 2009 when they just had I think there was around the time they started building a new stadium and it was a beautiful stadium mm-hmm. and I, I was visiting family out there at a family reunion and just hearing them talk about the Cowboys you would think they had won as many titles as the Patriots, the way they act. And I know it's home, home <laughs> spirit, you know, that's my team and whatnot, I agree. But at the same time, just reality, Mike McCarthy, former coach of the Green Bay Packers, has came over. And I said, okay, they're going to have a little bit better leadership, way better than Jason Gary. Get him out of there. He was another coach that's overstayed his welcome. And then I said, okay, they, they got uh, Judy from the draft. I'm like, all right, you got Mari Cooper, you got Zeke, you got Dak. But I, I had to remember, you still got to play defense. And I didn't realize that defense was that bad. You know, we talk about Kansas City and we might talk about Detroit, but man, Dallas cannot stop anything. <laughs> but to be fair, their defense was actually decent last yeah, year. What um, happened? Yeah, is the market? I don't. Is the market Lawrence still on the team? Well, he can't do it by himself. But yeah, he's the only guy on the line. But the. Uh, I don't know if it's just not being able to generate a pass rush. It all goes hand in hand. Um, if you can't generate a pass rush, your linebackers have to cover more. Your corners have to cover that much longer. And it's only so long that you can, you know, cover some, cover these guys in the NFL. And, uh, 
be successful. And if they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback without sending extra guys, then, you know, it, it puts a lot of stress of strain on that secondary, which actually I think they only had one decent, decent corner last mm-hmm. year, but uh, they didn't have the greatest secondary last year, if we're being honest. It was more of the front seven that did most of the work of keeping everything together. And then those guys in the back did what they could to keep everybody uh, in check, so to speak. But it ain't, it ain't working this way. It ain't working this way this year. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is what I've heard. And I heard this from Jalen Rose. Shout out to U of M. Uh, shout out to Detroit. Uh, mm. He says something that I want to get your opinion on about the Dallas Cowboys, a move that he thinks needs to be made. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, would you trade Ezekiel Elliott to get some defensive parts? No, God, no, I'm like, no. Why would I trade? Well, he might be saying that because he U of M, he Ohio State, but I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. get that other boy out of here, uh, Pollard. You know, get Pollard out of here. You know, uh, some pieces. They, you, know, you don't trade Zeke, your workhorse. You know what it is too, because it's the running back and. People are feeling like the running back is just, you know, you you can get you a running back. And to me, yeah, you can, but Zeke is very talented. That's something that I wouldn't want to do. I know how the Rams, mm-hmm. they didn't keep Gurley and let him go to Atlanta, but I still, like, even with Zeke, I wouldn't do that if I'm the Dallas Cowboys just because you need that firepower. You need to be able to give Dak as many options as you can. Um, and then when he can't complete a pass, who he gonna get a ball yeah. to? They just gonna have to re. They just gonna have to rebuild in the draft. They, you know, I hate to say that some teams this year it's already over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's already done. Well, no, Dallas might still have it because you got oh, the. Uh, they're in the weaker conference in the um, uh, division. Yeah. That is the one of the worst divisions yeah. of all time. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, all they got to do is win their conference and they'll get in the playoffs. The Eagles won, you know, one and two, and or something like that, and they're the leading division leaders. Like what? Yep. Yep. Are you serious? (laughs) Exactly. So all they got to do is beat their conference foes and win out there, and they'll get into the playoffs because the way the playoffs are set up. Crazy. Dallas is one and four. I think Redskins are one and four, and then the Giants are all at four. It's the Washington Football Team, man. Washington (laughs) Football Team. There, There, you know. Ah, man, that's a bad division. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. We gon' but we gonna jump into talking about you know who who that came in to that uh <laughs> where's that that uh was at that Lions home oh, and them Saints showed up and did what they were supposed to. Now Saint, were you nervous? Because I, I was gonna text you, but I didn't want to talk. But I, I learned my lesson with the Lions. I'm not talking crap early. <laughs> I wanted. I said, man, you all right over there? Because they did jump out on another old. A 14 lead, and of course, just like Detroit blows it, I was like, uh, I'm not texting him. He should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. Boy, I got four or five gray hairs messing around with them uh, Sunday. Uh, good gosh, man, y'all can't stop these jokers. Come on now. And anyway, they ended up pulling it up. So I'm happy getting back on track here. I still think. Even though I think we're the only team that gave, well, we are the only team that gave Brady that loss, and we're chasing them now. If we can maintain and keep that tiebreaker, we can still win the division. 
as a whole. Um, I do think that the Lions' schedule from here is actually kind of favorable. They have, uh, I think they play the Browns and a couple other, not, I don't think they're under 500, but they're not top of the NFL talent-wise. And they do have the option to uh, come out of there with uh, being over 500 and being in a good spot and commanding their destiny before they fall apart like they do every year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting, man. I was watching that game the uh, between Saints and Detroit. And, you know, one thing I did notice about it was – how close it was. I shouldn't probably been that close. Mm-hmm. Um, they go against the Chargers uh, this coming Sunday. So I'm going to ask you, are you, are you a little bit nervous? Because the Chargers got a nice defense. Justin Herbert is playing pretty good. I'm not worried about their offense. Their defense is going to send a hell of pressure. But uh, offensively, if you can keep uh, – what's the boy's name? I can't think of his name. We can keep that receiver from Kenan getting Allen. loose. Yeah, we can keep Keenan Allen from getting loose. We should be okay. Um, Running-wise, I'm not really sold on them on the ground. And if we can keep the game one-dimensional, we should be okay. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I got, I got New Orleans winning just because they're going against a rookie quarterback, so they should be able to contain you now. It wouldn't be going against a rookie quarterback had that doctor not stuck uh, oh, man. Tyrod in his chest and punctured his lung. That's a lawsuit. I'm like, hey, man. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall when he found out that doctor said that. that did, did. Oh, it was a mistake. Yeah, he was right. a starting quarterback. You got to think about yeah, it, too. It's like, he might not ever get the starting spot again the way the NFL is going young. You know, Tyrod's not that old, but he's definitely not that young. Oh, no, they said it was, uh, uh, or at least when the report first came out, that it was a, a career-ending injury. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad. Well, I hope- it could have changed, but I remember when it first dropped that they were saying it was career-ending because he literally punched her as long. And my thought is, how long was that damn needle that <laughs> you stuck in there? They yeah. gave him some Tylenol to numb the pain that you hit his lungs. As soon as I would have, where the hell was you putting? As soon as I would have catch my breath, them doctor would have got them hands. As soon as I <laughs> hands, as soon as I healed up just a little bit, I would have went right back to the charging facility. I would have to go see him, man. For real, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to see me after that. <laughs> you definitely got to see me after that. He didn't. You <laughs> took my job. Yeah, uh, you got to, yeah, you got to see me. Yeah, let this white boy from uh, Oregon just just take my job, take my team. <laughs> oh man, come on, man. Yeah. And the last thing that we have uh, that report wise is just injuries, just because it's a part of football. Uh, Boogie Jackson missed um, practices with a knee injury. Um, I don't know if it's cause for concern yet. <laughs> Uh, just because most mobile quarterbacks have issues with knees and ankles and things along those lines. But I do think it's something that we need to be aware of for them uh, in the near future. Mark Ingram has all of lost his job <laughs> at this point, it feels like, unfortunately. He should have stayed on the Saints. Uh, and the Seahawks, uh, safety, Mr. Adams is out for the game against the Vikings, which the Seahawks should win, all things considered, because the Vikings haven't really been playing all that well. 
I think that's all I got for uh, major injuries that are showing up here. Yeah, I, I, I can see the Seahawks winning. I think they're on a good momentum. Uh, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, so they shouldn't have too much trouble out of the Vikings. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see it. I see a. Uh, I see it being a thing that they should go ahead and pull that one out. And I think C-Mac should be back for uh, Carolina this week too. They need it. That's another bad team. It's a lot of bad teams this year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they call him Check Down Teddy over there in uh, <laughs> Carolina. Yeah, that po- Paul Teddy. I'm glad he got a starting position. Talking about Teddy Bridgewater, but I w- I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I would have loved to see him stayed in New Orleans, but you know, I get it. So it, I think to me, I think Drew Brees. I don't know. Maybe he got another couple years. Maybe James can take over. <laughs> Or, oh God! I'll <laughs> oh, get a get a ball to Jason Hill now. Yeah. You know, don't, be nice don't too. Do that. I mean, you know, give him some shine. No, don't. No, don't. No, we don't want. You don't no. want James? We ain't doing that. Hell, hell <laughs> no! He could have stayed. I just stayed where he was at in Tampa Bay. No, be good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that, dog. We send him over there to Detroit. Uh, y'all need a backup. Yeah, absolutely not. We don't need any more trouble. <laughs> we already blow leads. Like, you think about it, we should be like three and one. <laughs> we blow so mm-hmm. many leads. And I, I just can't wait till I get the news that's on my phone. Matt Patricia has been fired by the Detroit Lions. I don't, they ain't going nowhere. I don't think they're going to do it this year, honestly. <laughs> I think they're going to wait to maybe the end of the season. But if they do, I will be very, very happy. Not even just because of the Lions fan, just just because I, I don't like people that just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he kind of got a little bit overrated because he came from Bill Belichick. So they was like, oh, yeah, he's this. He's going to be this. He's a defensive guy. And we can't, we can't stop a code. So <laughs> I don't know what to do, and you know, I, as as a fellow Detroit Lions, somewhat of a fan, you no, know, I have some of my friends that like you watching the game, like no, like I watch a little bit of it and then I turn it off really, right when I feel my blood pressure going up or when I feel, you know, <laughs> feel stress, I turn that off because you know I have to work on Monday, I have children, I don't need this type of stress in my life. He said, let something else stress you out, not the lanes. I get, I can feel yeah, it. I'm doing that. that. <laughs> they can lose all their games this year, and I'll just laugh. Like, oh, well. <laughs> so bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You did say that uh, with us uh, shifting into the NBA and the, the finals that are going on and the Heat not getting swept like everybody thought they would, despite. Uh, Bam and uh, Gordon Dragic both being out. Uh, Jimmy has been trying to carry the team on his back, mm. uh, similar to what he's been doing all year. But I feel like you've been getting some uh, LeBron heat that you said you wanted to get off your chest. Yes. Some LeBron slander. Yes, I, I definitely want to get some things off my chest. First, let me say congratulations to the Lakers for winning yesterday. The series is not quite over. I do want to give Jimmy Butler his props. The game before was scoring 40 points and outscoring it. 
and rebounding and assisting LeBron, first player to ever do that in the finals against LeBron. Um, mm-hmm. So, like you said, Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a dog. Uh, yesterday, the Lakers won 102 96. Jimmy had 22 points. He started off like five shots in a row. He was doing pretty good. But I like Frank Vogel for them kind of having AD and LeBron. Uh, kind of like switch up on them. They had a lot of they had a lot of different people on him this time, so I, I was happy about that. Uh, Bam came back as well. He had fifteen and seven. Uh, he's still kind of favoring that that shoulder, but he didn't look too bad. And of course, like mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, I think he had twenty two points, nine rebounds, and then LeBron he almost had a triple double. He had twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, eight assists. And then surprisingly, I guess Kyle Will Pope heard me talking trash on his podcast about him. Um he scored fifteen <laughs> points, five assists. Like he was really playing good. He that's the Kyle Will Pope I was seeing in Detroit. Like he was really playing and I can't lie, this whole playoff he's really been showing me like, okay, you're not that bad. You're not bad like your boy Danny Green. So you're good. Um <laughs> But yeah, let me let me talk about LeBron. So see, the series is not quite over, but everybody feels that LeBron's about to win his fourth ring. And because mm-hmm. LeBron is winning his fourth ring, there's always that discussion of the whole Michael Jordan comparison. Who's better, Michael or LeBron? So, you know, I understand it because he's a great player. And with great players, you want to compare and contrast. Like, Zion just came in the league and they're asking, is he going to be as good as LeBron or is he going to be Charles Barkley already? He hasn't even had one full season yet, you know, before he had gotten in the league and got those comparisons. So I get it. But mm-hmm. it's like, as I talk to people, and to me, you don't have to like LeBron. He doesn't have to be your favorite player. You can think that he's maybe overrated, which I don't know. Some people think that. Uh, it, it, you can have your opinion on LeBron. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I hate that everything he does is on a microscope of Jordan. Of course he's not going to be Michael Jordan. He's, of course he's not going to go 6-0 and oh in the finals. It's too late for that. And it, Way too yeah, late. So it's like, to me, it's just not fair to LeBron because at the same time, you're looking at someone that came in the league when he was 18 years old, never got into trouble, He's always giving back to his community. He's always spoke up about, you know, social justice. You know, he's a family man. He's, you know, wife, kids. Um, I can understand some of the antics on the court when he complains about it, but I've seen a lot of players complain. But it's not fair to always try to compare Jordan. If I was LeBron, I'd be sick of that. Although I will I will admit that LeBron brought some of that on him when he was saying he was chasing the, the ghosts in Chicago. He probably shouldn't have said that because that's always going to stick with him. So they're always going to mm-hmm. say like, oh, you're just trying to be better than Jordan. And, you know, him even saying he said growing up, I was trying to be like Allen Iverson. I was trying to be like Kobe. So, you know, now that he's about to win his fourth ring, Saint, I'm like, okay, I'm happy for you. Again, we all said this. If he win this ring, it's going to have an asterisk in it because it's in a bubble. 
this is a weird season, <laughs> a pandemic season. So it's going to have that. But I'm just tired of people doing that. Just just enjoy it while you have it now because when LeBron leaves, you're going to miss him. You're going to miss hating him. You're going to miss him going against Golden State. You got to even you got to even say that about like KD and Steph and Russ and James. Like we, we criticize them so much, but you got to enjoy the league while they are because I think we took – Players like Vince Carter, players like Kobe and Tracy and Chris Webber and Shaq. We took them for granted because it that blew by fast. We're like, yo, wait, they're retiring? They in the Hall of Fame? What's going on? So enjoy LeBron White's here. Stop comparing him to Jordan. We know he's not Jordan. Stop hating. Just stop being, to me, it's just like stop hating. Stop trying to find a reason not to, oh, I don't like him. Why you don't like him? Well, he was complaining about this. He's arrogant. I said, oh, okay. There's a lot of other players in the league arrogant. And this whole thing with LeBron, he he supposed to guard the best player on the team. Okay, keep that same energy for every other player in the league because nobody in the NBA really play defense like that. It's, that's the reason why yeah. it's a few selected players that play defense. And you're asking a 35, well, he's going to be 36 in a couple of months to play defense on somebody that's like 26. Are you crazy? I'm 33. I'm not playing defense on a 21-year-old like that. I'm playing zone. I'm going to let you shoot. I'm not going to be scared, but I'll I'll pick my spots when I play defense. I think that's what LeBron does. Now, I want y'all to keep that same energy for Kawhi. Give all that y'all talked about Kawhi taking the throne. He coming to LA. It's the Clippers town now. I want y'all to keep that same energy because if that was LeBron and he lost to the Nuggets like that, he would have been destroyed. So go ahead, get on your Twitter, get on your social media, and you know. And if you defend LeBron, you automatically you think he's you think he's better than Jordan. You think it's your favorite player of all time, and you are LeBron James. Jog. I nah. I, LeBron's not my favorite. I'm a Kobe guy. Always been a Kobe guy. I just, I hate when people do that. Now, you, like I said, like me and you had that discussion saying about LeBron, some of his skill sets are not just over, like, talented. Like, above yeah. average. Yeah, we were talking about that, and I kind of agree. But that's just you taking a, you know, opinion or just noticing something about it. You're not saying he's trying. Oh, LeBron's trash. LeBron ain't this. He mm-hmm. remember the whole LeBron can't do it in the West, man. He can't do it in this. He can't do that. I'm just like, man, just leave that man alone. That's why he going bald now. Y'all stressing him out. That's why you need to shave his head bald because of y'all. So I just wanted to get that out there to all my LeBron haters. Again, you don't have to think LeBron is the best. You don't have to think. He is the heir apparent to Jordan. That's fine. I agree. But just stop hating on that man. And let, let greatness be great. You know? That's all I want to say. Wait, I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> to the Kawhi point, um, I think it's... Because I got a bunch of memes and everything else after they got knocked out by the Nuggets, yes. too. Uh, from the, Lake, or the Clippers talking about how they choked, et cetera, et cetera. It's more aimed at uh, PG and everything like mm. that. But... Um, I think the main reason that people don't come for Kawhi uh, is because he's so quiet and it's not like he's going to get on social media and feed uh, these people back the energy that they're trying to take from him in the sense of being, oh, well, you're trash, this or this and this, or you'll never be this guy, you'll never be that guy. I'm sure that his response will be okay and he'll keep moving on. And if 
if you know anything about talking about folks, that ain't no fun. <laughs> you talk about somebody and they're just like, oh, okay. Or are not giving you anything back. You're not going to continue to throw stuff at them because you're not going to get anything from them. Um, maybe, you know what I'm saying, you might catch some hot hands after a while when they get sick That's of it. Right. But for the most part, um, people with that kind of personality, you can't get much out of them. So what's the point in going after them? Um, and I do think that uh, the whole thing of comparing Brian to Jordan is it's, it's not the same thing just because they once and as I don't know, they're two different players. Let's start there. First and foremost, they played in two different eras of, uh, of ball as well. And everyone had like, I guess my thing is that you are entitled to have your opinion, but my whole thing is because I'm a Shaq guy, uh, but I don't discredit the greatness that LeBron portrays. Do I think that he gets away with murder and does a lot more flopping than I would like to see? Definitely. But that's the climate of where we are today as far as what the, the game itself is. And you'll have, you'll even have some, some of our OGs that'll swear up and down that Jordan wasn't the goal. You got Doc, you got Magic, you got Bird that they'll toss in in front of them. Mm. And it's, at the end of the day, we're still talking about a, a conversation that is based on opinion. You even got some people, and when they say Kareem, it's like, well, you can't really dispute that. But um, at the end of the day, we're still talking about a conversation that's based on opinion. And um, I think the big part about all of this is most of it is just driven on social media as a whole. Um, you can't have a conversation with anybody anymore. It feels like um, I can agree to disagree with yeah. you. Um, well, LeBron's the greatest. Okay, that's your opinion. No, it's, it's fact. It's not fact. It's a, it's definitely an opinion. It's your opinion. Well, let's look at the numbers. Like, no, we can look at the numbers, but we're also in a uh, a place where stats get inflated to fit whatever narrative that's trying to be shown. I remember a couple years ago, randomly, James Harden has scored more points at um, in the last five games than anyone ever has. Like, what does that have to do with anything? But it's it's adding to the sense of credibility. You can make numbers fit any argument that you're trying to make it fit to. LeBron has turned it over more than Jordan in the last uh, 10 finals that he's been in or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. which can be true and which can't be true. Um, the the thing is is whatever you're trying to make the numbers fit they will fit but you're not going to change my opinion and if we can't have a civilized discussion about it then we probably don't need to talk about it but I agree leave that man alone he ain't bothering nobody if he believes that he's the goat (laughs) jeez if he want to be the if he want to think that that's fine do I I always said I'm I'm gonna save it until his career is over with. I'm gonna wait until LeBron's career before I have my final judgment of where he stands in top five or top ten players of all time. Um, my thing is too is that you can always have your opinion on who you feel is the best, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like trying to take every subtle shot at someone when they do wrong or it, it gets to me is just like you're just looking for a reason to say something um i just my biggest issue is that when people say things about lebron james it'd be things that to me don't make sense like for example man lebron only got three rings 
So, and Jordan got six. Let's let's start there. And I'm like, well, Steve Kerr got about a lot of rings and as a coach and player, and he's not better than Allen Iverson. So, you know, it's like, yeah, we can use the ring thing. And I get it. The NBA Finals record, yeah, he, he lost in 07 where he shouldn't have lost. Uh, I mean, he, well, he should Okay, he lost in 07 where he should have lost against San Antonio. He should have lost that because he had a terrible team. Um, the one that I don't think he should have lost was in Dallas. That kind of hurt his uh, legacy a little bit. And then he lost to uh, San Antonio and he lost uh, <laughs> a hell of a lot to Golden State. So, you know, I, I just I don't want to continue to keep harping on him for losing, for even getting to the finals. You know, it's just like, just stop. <laughs> it just makes me so mad saying, man, just leave that man alone. Let him chill. Stop everything. Like, if he don't brush his teeth right, man, Jordan would have brushed his teeth like that. Or like, <laughs> see that McDonald's commercial LeBron used to have? Man, Jordan commercials is better. Like that was in the nineties. What are you talking about? He was shooting with Larry Bird and stuff. Like this to me it just it just gets beyond crazy to me. Um I just had to come on here and say my LeBron uh you know rant and just had to get that off my chest because that was that been boiling me the past week. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I hear you. I said it's a, it's still one of those things, right? So, um, it it still all boils down to preference. I know for me, um, I just don't like extremists in any direction. So, <laughs> um, when you have those extremists for Jordan and those that rock in like the '90s ball era, because if if I'm being honest, I didn't start understanding basketball at a semi-high level until maybe the early 2000s. And so everything before then was just all hearsay for me that either like my dad would talk about how great this team was or how great that team was. And I would just go off of it based on what he was saying because it wasn't anything I watched with uh, a keen eye. And for him, the era that I loved of ball was was not the 80s and in the 80s to me they was knocking the hell out of each other I'm like where is this basketball at oh you gotta be mentally tough like no he's getting clothesline out of the air that's prison ball that's not basketball right (laughs) yes and so (laughs) when you go into the next generation of kids that are watching um, we're in 2020 now but yeah the 2000 I guess if we're going decades it'll be the 10s and now we're in the 20s uh the the game itself has changed. It's not what it is in the 2000s. It's 20 years ago. If we're if we're looking at the number, so yes, the game has definitely changed 20 years ago uh, to today. And you may or may not like it, but at the end of the day, you have the choice of whether or not you want to watch it. But let's not just crap on the fact that uh, it's not your game anymore. It just is what it is. Either adapt and go, or leave this shit alone. You gotta let the young folks take it over. We, you know, yeah. we know. it's a young man. You know, we see the young players playing. You know, I, I okay. So, for example, um, I was Shaq and Kobe. I like Shaq and Kobe. You know, Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I remember the hate that they used to get. I mean, oh my goodness! And people didn't start giving them their props until they left the game. So, I think that's what's going to happen with LeBron. LeBron to me makes the finals exciting. Whether you want to see him win or whether you want to see him lose, 
it puts a little bit of because you want to see the best players in the league in the finals. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people think KD is number two. You know, I, I'm on and off. Sometimes I feel like he's number two. Sometimes I feel like AD is number two. But it all depends on who's injured and who's not. And if it's a healthy league. Mm-hmm. But I think that LeBron, to me right now, is he's, he's getting his last years out. He's playing with AD. I think he's giving AD some toolage and giving him some knowledge. So when he leaves, the game would be in good hands and I think it will you know like I said you'll still have players like Jimmy Butler you'll still have players like Kawhi and Paul and KD and Steph and Clay. um I just I don't know man that just bothers me a lot just stop comparing him to Jordan like you said they're two different players they play t- way two different positions they play totally different um mm-hmm. you know if anything LeBron plays more like Magic and I, I didn't realize I used to hate that <laughs> that too yeah, I used to hate that comparison when I was young because I didn't understand it like what are you talking about and just watching Magic back in the day and then watching how he's playing now I said yeah he's playing damn near exactly like how Magic was especially towards mm-hmm. his later years as his career got but <laughs> more of a facilitator than a scorer yeah. he can score when he needs to but he's definitely more of a facilitator and he's always been that yeah. but once again, it's a byproduct of them being different <laughs> players. Yeah. Oh, that felt good, man. That was like therapy. <laughs> I'm glad you you got that weight off your shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel all good now. I can go cook me some. I don't know what I'm going to cook, man. I'm trying to stay healthy, but I'm finding something to cook. <laughs> so who? So you said number two, right? That's that's interesting. Who do you have as number two? Basketball player, uh, in the league right now? Yeah, Russell um, Brown's gone. He's he taking KD. Giannis ain't there yet. I, know, there's no way that I'm putting him there. <laughs> I, Kawhi isn't a, that great of a playmaker yet. He would be up there if he handled the ball a little bit better than what he does. He can get his shot off, but as far as making everybody around him better, nah, yeah. not yet. This was a healthy league. Everybody was healthy, and LeBron was not in the league. I would have KD number one, um, just off of talent alone. And then number two, um, I have eight. I probably have Anthony Davis. And then honestly, it it just is with Kawhi. Is like you say, he's not a playmaker. And I'm not. I don't want to say he got exposed because I don't think he got exposed. But it shows what his limit is, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll put Kawhi number three. And then what about Steph? I was just, that's what I was getting to. I was like, I. It's up between him and like they can interchange. So Steph could be number three, and then Kawhi be four, or depending on how the season going, Kawhi could be three, and Steph could be four. And I just started giving Steph okay. his flowers because I couldn't stand them winning all them finals. But you know, as I take and look at the league now, the league missed Steph Curry, man. He mm-hmm. and I had to start thinking about. I'm like, geez, Golden State is gonna be really good next year. So. Gonna be scary next yeah. year. They mess around and trade uh, Wiggins and get Brad out there. It's gonna be crazy. Don't say that. He <laughs> <laughs> stop saying stuff like that. Just... What do you mean? Um, they got the first round pick, and then uh, the, if he don't go there, he can go to uh, Brooklyn because they need him. Get Brad in uh, Brooklyn with uh, and 
Well, nah, I don't know if he need to be in Brooklyn because them jokers said they don't need no oh, coach. Oh, man, we ain't even get into that. Yeah. Before we end this show, like, no, you know what? Let's get into that. Yeah, I, I, I'll round off and then we might put number five would be, man, that's interchangeable. We get Giannis, you can go James Harden, you can go Russ, you can go, who knows how Devin Booker and Luka, we got to see how them players, you know, develop, they're still young player. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. let, let me take this and I'm going I'm to ask you, what? <laughs> What the hell is going on in Brooklyn? So, Tyreek Irving, I guess, is coming out with a podcast, and he... I think it's him and KD. Is it him and KD on a podcast? Nah, it's just him. It was a KD podcast that he says what he okay, said. Okay, so... He was hating on LeBron on that same see? podcast, too. So, Tyreek says on Kevin Durant's podcast that he feels that they don't even have a head coach. They don't need a head coach. They said KD can coach. He said he could coach. I'm going to ask you, Saint, what does that mean for Steve Nash that just got hired? That man in trouble. Oh, my God. <laughs> As a player. That man is in some trouble. Why would you put your coach neck on a, You know what I'm saying? You, you just pretty much is taking all the legs underneath him already. He hasn't even coached a mm-hmm. practice yet, and you already doing stuff like that. Um, first of all, Kyrie, let's not forget before LeBron came to Cleveland what your record was. So you wasn't doing it. You wasn't a pretty good coach then. Then after you leave Cleveland, go to Boston, you pretty much almost killed the chemistry from them young players, and they got tired of you, and you try to throw them underneath the bus. Then last year you come to Brooklyn. And then you were throwing people underneath the bus. You, I think at one point you didn't contact anybody for like a couple of days. Like, that's not what coaches do, Kyrie. So I'm not understanding <laughs> where he's coming from. Like, look, this is my, used to be my guy. He's a fellow Duke guy. I'm a Duke fan. And I really don't understand nothing he talks about. Um, he also said on the Kevin Durant podcast that, basically when he looks to his shoulder and he looks and he see KD and he's like wow he can make a shot just like me and saying that KD is the first player that he's ever played with can make the same shots as him so saying let me ask you that what, what do you think about that I think that he enjoys taking those uh, subtle shots um, he's been taking actually been taking shots at Brown since he's left Cleveland in all honesty um, I commend Brown for taking the high road. He better uh, than me. For you to drag him. Oh man, yeah, I would have said some birds. I mean, I think the worst that I heard that Brown said was, uh, "They're where they are because they're not jealous of one another." So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's it. It makes you not question his character. I guess it does make you question his character. Because at one point, um, before the whole bubble thing happened, it was he was all for it. And then at some point, uh, he said that the reports were saying at least that he was saying that uh the there's more important things going on and they don't need to be in the bubble after he was told that he couldn't accompany his team there. Uh, I mean, who knows what's the truth as far as what was said and what wasn't said. Um, just could be one of those narrative things to make you dislike said person. But he has been known for putting his foot in his mouth for ever. 
Uh, you got the flat earth thing that he apologized for, but it was still a big thing of flat earth for a while for him. Um, such a weirdo. Man, such a weirdo. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, <laughs> then you got the bus throwing of them youngins and uh, when he was with the, the Celtics and he wanted a team of his own found out that it ain't all as cracked up to be and everybody looking to him and instead of taking onus and responsibility for as a leader would he started bus throwing and I mean the same thing happened in well, they're not in New Jersey anymore in Brooklyn started bus throwing again and I mean I don't know what that's going to translate to in the season next year when they have their tough spots. Are you going to start throwing KD and everybody else under the bus because they're not giving you the ball or or what? But it doesn't really seem like he's the best team player. Not at all. I get it. Steve Nash, a former player. Okay, let me say this before you say it, saying he won those MVPs and he shouldn't have won them. Okay, we know that. All right. Before you even say <laughs> I just won't let you know. Steve. Shaq and Kobe? Nah, man. <laughs> Steve Nash, former MVP player, um, Hall of Famer. To me, it's kind of like a slap in the face. You're being disrespectful. You know that that's a new coach. You knew that he kind of, kind of, got criticism from taking that coaching position because he hadn't had any experience so the microscope was going to be on him especially being in Brooklyn with two of the top players in the league and you just you just don't do stuff like that like you got to know better you got to read the room like you say like you got to understand like hey what I say is going to go viral so let me chill that's not putting a muzzle on you that's not saying how you really feel but just use some common sense I mean, then you make KD, you pulling KD and some crap. Now, I don't know KD from a can of paint. I don't know him personally. I'm just giving my opinion. I can see KD getting annoyed by some of this stuff because KD probably <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm rocking with you, bro. But just, just chill out, man. Just chill out. But again, you know what happens to young people when they get success early? He's been, people don't understand, Kyrie has been very, very... Um, talented since he was in high school like him coming to Duke uh, people were comparing him to Jason Williams uh, former Duke guard mm-hmm. saying he was going to be the best point, best point guard although he was injured most of the season the games he did play he showed the talent and that's not taking the, the talent away from Kyrie but Kyrie is not to me a team player and I don't know who want to play with him just the way he acts <laughs> you just, like you literally almost destroyed the Boston Celtics. If you would have played your part and you would have been straight, you could have had he could have had a Marines within these couple years. This has been the perfect season for Kyrie to be on Boston, and he could have beat pretty much. He probably would have beat Miami, but who knows? Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> but again, he's the same player that got in front of everybody in Boston and said, I don't want to leave there. I can see my jersey hanging up in the Raptors. And then the next year, he want to leave. Like, what? (laughs) What is wrong with you? Eight months later. Oh, my God, (laughs) man. Anytime I hear Kyrie lose, I I just, I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to be bothered. Just start shaking your head already pre- I've heard so many um, <laughs> analysts talk about him in a negative way. And at first I was like, man, I hate to hear that. But then when they explain things, I, I kind of feel like he 
he, what they say he's the worst person to be around because he's smart but he thinks he's too smart for his own good and when you you, yeah. you know you challenge him he'll yeah. tell you do your research do your research and it's like that's why I'm challenging you because I did my research and you're wrong He's terrible. <laughs> like he should, he should have went to North Carolina. There ain't no dupe behavior, man. Come on, man. Hey, now <laughs> he should have went to the Tar. You know he should have went to Clemson or something. Because man, come on, man. <laughs> this is this is. I don't want to talk about it no more. I'm going to rant about Kyrie, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Brooklyn. I hope, I hope Bradley Bill don't go over there to that drama. I mean, if they get in buckets, I don't think there'll be drama. And you know, Brad is all about buckets. Yeah, because yeah, I got them. If things go right and they keep Karis Levert, I got them going to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Yeah, I don't see them getting over uh, Boston just from a scheme standpoint. Yeah, because we don't know what KD is going to be. We don't know what the moves Miami uh, going to make because I think Miami's going to be even more dangerous next year because they got that confidence. Yeah, them dogs will be. It'll be crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, it looks like we've come to an end of another uh, great episode of the Roundtable uh, Sports Podcast. Here, can you get any closing remarks before we close out? Of here? Um, I just want to say, uh, shout out to the future NBA bubble champions. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers and uh, I'll be watching this Friday that's all I want to say <laughs> I won't <laughs> you refuse won't. I'll catch the scores and look at some highlights maybe but nah I ain't watching that Jack but be sure to follow us on all of your uh, social media. I think we're on Instagram. Uh, the name is exactly the same as the podcast. We're on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and every other podcast you can think of. If it has a podcast in there, we're there. Yes. And we're, we will see you guys next episode, which might be next week or tomorrow. We don't know yet. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. We'll see you sometime soon. Yeah.